It was very candid. It was, yeah. We're going to attempt it again and, and be just as <laughs> candid as we were last time. Of course. Talking about that. the failed attempt to record the first time because yeah. that because that pesky record button. It's always a hard time. Who can remember these things? I know, right? Pressing all these buttons here. Live life and sit on this chair over here and try to one day be as joyful as Otis is with his ball over there. I don't own anything that I like as much as he likes his ball over there. Although mm -hmm. what's weird in that scenario is he likes it so much that he wants to tear it to bits. That doesn't, uh, that's not for you? You've never done that before? No, no, no. It doesn't work that way for me. Uh, I guess unless maybe it's some sort of, uh, like a food that I really love. You know, it could be a nice pizza or something. And then Yeah. Apparently it's like a, it's not a disease, but it's some sort of a symptom. They, they actually call it something. Like something that's so cute that you want to squeeze it to death or hug it to death. Easy, man. Oh, yeah. Don't put thing. us, don't I bring don't us there, is, but, man. Uh, someone in the comments will probably say. <clears throat> right out the gates. Yeah, very Woo! dark. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad you weren't recording the first time because we would have missed that gem right there. Oh, yeah. Put us all in a great mood here. <laughs> this is the hottest story in tech news. <laughs> Some iOS versions mysteriously refuse to show 69 as the temperature in the iPhone weather app, uh, this can't be a new thing. I guess we just, people started to notice it. I saw Marquez post about it, mm -hmm. and I was like, wait a second. Have I never noticed this before? It's not such an issue for, for us Canadians because we're typically in the Celsius, so it's not up there anyway. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't know it. But, of course, I had to pop open this app and check what was going on. That this, of course, is the Apple Weather app on the iPhone. And uh, sure enough, yeah, it, it appears that at least on certain versions. Of, why, why, why certain versions of iOS? What are they goofing? What are they doing over there? Hmm. Certain versions of iOS will not show it. Discovered by The Verge. Okay, it's not clear when the renowned number started being hidden in the iOS default weather app, but it did find a device running iOS 11.2.1 showing an accurate 69 degree weather reading. Notably, the iOS 15 beta does show the number correctly. We tested it out and confirmed the findings. Shown above, though, is iOS 14.6, rounding up to 70. And iOS 15 beta 2 on the right showing the accurate 69 degree conspiracy alert. Is it possible this is just some sort of a bug, not non-intentional? Like, why would they, or did did people start to notice and they panicked and they're like, oh god, we got to put that in. We got to be precise. We're a computer. Uh -huh. We're a computer company, technology company. We got to get it right. No more funny games and jokes. Or maybe it's just a rogue developer who doesn't like that number. Yeah, but is it also kind of like a reverse of the meme? You know how people just started memeing that number. Uh, Elon loves it, and everyone's like, ha, 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 funny number. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. It could be the case. I apologize. I got angry there. You can't for rule it I out. got angry there for a second. That number has never made me laugh, not even once. I don't care about that number. Uh-huh. It's that actually a nice number. It's like a yin-yang kind of look to it. I love what you did right there. Yeah. You flip it right on its head. Yeah. I love what you did right there. And I agree with you, actually, as far Very as numbers aesthetic. go. Yeah, as far as numbers go, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. The only 
criticism I will wage against that number yeah. is, you know, I have kids and you got to teach them uh, usually like single digit numbers first. And when you have the six and the nine, the identical character just flipped upside down. Uh, oftentimes if you're using like cards to do the teaching and uh -huh. the card is in the wrong orientation, then it's the wrong mm -hmm. number and the counting gets screwed up because the nine was in place of the six or vice mm -hmm. versa. So that's the only issue. I don't know why that is, Will, that that number means both when flipped the other way around. There might be more right. to this whole, there might be more to this whole thing. Cause like if you flip a seven upside down, it doesn't become anything else. No. You flip a zero upside down, it stays as a zero. And then you have to add like a line underneath to indicate the bottom. A four, a three, a three is almost an eight, but the, the six and the nine, wh what, we don't have enough here? We got to share? What's going on? Yeah. It's all very interesting, <laughs> but it's apparently interesting to Apple as well because they couldn't figure out how to put it in there. Now, apparently there was a workaround for this from the get-go, which I uh, saw in one of the Twitter replies, and then I had to look into that myself as well, which was if you were in the minus region then it would show so here i don't know can people see this is that visible well uh let me try to almost no i'll just hold it near my face if i have to where do you want it right there let me see here let me see why does it say undo typing so this this is the oh, yeah. I can see iphone weather app push and, it to the uh middle there yeah and there if you if you uh, go to antarctica right now at this moment while you're watching this you'll see it's minus 69 uh fahrenheit like right now that was kind of that was really useful for the purpose of this demonstration obviously the weather changes even in antarctica believe it or not well it's very cold all the time but it changed from a degree to right. this way or that way but it just so happened it was minus 69 for myself right now so shout out to whoever that was in the replies who figured that out but nonetheless a, a, a strange finding a weird finding intentional unintentional bug uh developer joke a reverse meme joke and a glitch Could glitch be just a glitch just a good old straight up glitch today's sponsor american giant you see here on the website american grown american sewn we're talking about american made stuff mm -hmm. which is kind of a rarity these days particularly when it comes to clothing and actually mr willie do is modeling for us at the moment yeah. Which is kind of nice. You're wearing a zip hoodie, and this thing is all about quality. Mm -hmm. This thing is robust that you're wearing right now? Yeah, it keeps me warm in this ice box. That's right. I, I wear it all the time during the show, and uh, it's nice. It keeps me warm, and it's heavy duty. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's uh, they definitely have put together um, a, a quality piece of clothing. Like that thing that you're wearing right there, you could you could wear that in here when it's a little chilly. You could also wear that outdoors in place of a coat in certain circumstances when the weather's fitting. Mm -hmm. And it's rugged. Right. Yeah, very durable. So it's not just about hoodies, though. It's all the classic American styles, including the likes of, well, you have your T-shirts, obviously. Actually, Bayard Winthrop, the CEO and founder, was determined and committed to make the greatest T-shirt because he wasn't satisfied with what was on the market. 
He says, when you spend your time making clothes in the U.S., it causes you to think about the great American styles. So that includes blue jeans, the flannel shirt, the pullover, sweatshirt, sweatpants. But there's no question that the T-shirt is at the top. I mean, you can see the variety of things offered over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Different I, materials. Too. I enjoy the soft materials myself. You do, yes. The soft and comfortable materials. You know, there's nothing like you put on a sweatshirt, a zip, or a pullover when, 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 right in the evening there, when it starts to turn a little chillier. You feel cozy. You get that cozy feeling, yeah. don't you? Yeah, that's I what you're you. looking for. American Giant's best-selling uh, premium slub tees iconic silhouette is made the right way with quality care right in the USA. American Giant stays in close partnership with their suppliers with products built to last, made with custom, non-see-through, heavyweight slub fabric that has rich and varied texture. Combined with a tailored fit that is in, incomparable to other slub t-shirts on the market. Let American Giant play a supporting role in letting your style shine. Made in Los Angeles with 100% American-grown cotton. Get your new favorite tees at AmericanGiant.com today. Use the promo code LULATER for 15% off your first order. That's 15% off when you use the code LULATER at American giant.com you can also click the link in the description if that's easier but don't forget the promo code lou later to get your 15 percent off on your first order next up apple says it might have to completely stop selling iphones in the uk can you guess why our r.i.p uk iphones yeah I, I know why because england lost in the euro so, uh, soccer football tournament that's exactly why no it's a, a patent issue. Yeah, so there's this company uh, called Optus Cellular Technology, and they own a couple, several, or a couple wireless patents that uh, Apple apparently in the UK infringed. And now it's just a whole legal battle. And uh, Optus for- previously won $506 million from Apple in the US, but upon appeal, a federal judge overturned the ruling. In the latest patent lawsuit from Optus, Apple is on the hook for a whopping seven billies. Whopping. I love whopping. Yeah. Because remember, we talked about this. I like those. I like that treat. It's called Whoppers. And it's a not. A treat? Yeah, not the burger. Oh. Not not the burger. Not the Burger King Whopper. I'm talking the Whoppers, the, the chocolate with the malted candy on the inside. Uh, yeah, yeah, we talk about this on the show already. Will you never tried this before? I don't think I have. Are really? they like uh, Maltesers? A- exactly the same thing. Oh, okay. Uh, although somebody might be mad at me for saying that they're exactly the same same thing, yeah, but there's probably a slight difference between the two. But uh, the oh, they say they're the original. Look at that, the original light and crunchy malted milk. What? Scroll up what, a little bit more. Malted milk, milk candy. Or milk ball. Anyway, these are delicious. We should get them in the studio. We'll do a taste test. I'll let you try them out. You can do Maltesers versus Whoppers, mm-hmm. and you can do it uh, blindfolded, like oh. or blind. I'll just give you one of each, okay. and then we'll find out once and for all who's the champ or the malted snack. Okay, yeah. But anyway, so that's why I like the word whopping. Maybe I like it for other reasons too. Uh, Optus filed suit when Apple refused to pay license fees for using standardized smartphone technology in its products. In June, a high court judge ruled that Apple infringed upon two Optus patents that help iPhones connect to 3G and 4G networks. Man, the patent game, big money game, 
and big penalty game. Uh, it looks like they got off the hook in the U.S. It looks like they're not going to get off the hook here in the U.K. I highly doubt the iPhone no longer gets sold there. That sounds like a bit of a headline to me. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Although Apple kind of uh, responded and said, like, look, you know, you're you're just creating these patents just to make a lawsuit out of it, right? Like you're not you're not actually using the technology, mm. so that's their defense. Mm. Whether or not they're gonna win, I mean, I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure. I mean, there's too much money at stake over here, mm -hmm. and uh, Apple's very very large and powerful, and I agree with you. They will find a way. The iPhone will remain on sale, and Apple will pay these guys a few bucks. Mm -hmm. No surprise. LG's rollable OLED TV is finally coming to the U.S. for a staggering hundred grand. Yeah, that was a hundred grand, by the way. I just got fired up because it's a lot of money for a TV. I gotta be honest with you. When did they? When? Why didn't they send us this yet? I think they will eventually. What's going on here? This was uh, showcased <laughs> in CES in 2018. Can I just say something? Uh, okay. I was eating a little bit of spice at lunch, yeah. and it got me all loosened up in the sinuses. It got me all, like, I'm, I mean, I feel great, to be fair. Okay. I feel great. Are, are you, uh, You know what I got? I got the V03. What is that to us, uh, I got regular the, humans? I got the V03. Which it gives you, you get the noodle, the very delicate noodle is in there, and the salad is in there, and it has the, you had the one spring roll. Uh, you know the one I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then they give you, and then they give you the hot sauce on the side, and you can mix in as much as you want. I dumped the whole thing. Is it sriracha, or is it uh, some it was, other? It was like a mixture. It's like sriracha, but then it also had chili flakes in it. Oh, is it chili paste? I don't know what it was. I was feeling great. Sounds delicious. I don't know what it was. I was feeling great. Now I feel alive right now because of it. Great. And if you if you know you combine that feeling that I had, you combine that dish that I had with this TV right here, and now you got yourself an afternoon, don't uh -huh. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this thing looks great. Yes, I remember CES. I want to look at it since it's so cool, man. I you know what? Here's a here's something I feel like I never mentioned. I had a TV when I was young, which was a, a rear projection TV. It was enormous. And I'm talking young, young. I'm talking I was probably five, six years old. Okay. And it was a gift to my parents. And it was an enormous cabinet, giant wooden cabinet with a motor in it that raised up the rear mm. projection TV. Have you ever seen this before? No, I haven't. It was like this, but... 10,000 pounds. Was it like a Panasonic? Many people died moving that thing yeah. into the room. And it took up the whole room. Solid oak. It wasn't even a big room, man. I'm telling you, it was this huge cabinet. And you had to sit right in front of it. I don't know who gave it to them, but uh, it was, I guess it was cutting edge for the time. But now you see where we are. I mean, OLED caliber. And it comes up from the cabinet. It's out the way when you don't want it. Uh-huh. I get excited about these things. Mm -hmm. uh, that the best TV technology is also can can also be the thinnest. Now look at how it has this the 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 three quarter move there or yeah. the one quarter move to just show off the, uh, 
uh, weather, music. The weather. I bet you it shows 69 even if you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they can do that. Um, 100 grand. Well, man. I, Would you... Uh, right, look, listen, listen, listen. Come on here. <laughs> Why do they show so many? You don't need to be... You don't need... No one needs a $100,000 TV. It's just not necessary, obviously. But... There are there's dumber things to spend a hundred grand on. I'll tell you that right now, having had experience with that, like it's not. It is a state of the art. You always, when something is brand new and it's at the fringe, you way overpay for it to partake, to participate in that edge. Mm -hmm. It will come down in price eventually, right? Like that's what's happened happens with this technology all the time. When they when they had we were talking about Sony's original. OLED yesterday was like um, a, an 11 inch display for $2,500. It was mm -hmm. a tiny little display. So you know, it takes time, man. You, you need the early adopters. For everybody who's angry, who says, screw off to the person who can pay for it, it's those initial high margin sales that end up, uh, end up funding the future of those yes. technologies. This is like a tent pole product. Exactly. Or they could have like sub products underneath. They'll figure it out. And they're calling it the OLED R. Yes. They brought out the letter, letter R, mm -hmm. which is a no joke letter as far as like versions are. Oh, Apple. It was a joke to Apple kind of. Usually it's a no joke letter <laughs> when it comes to like cars and whatnot. You put the R is like racing. Yeah, like a type R. Yeah, you get into the type R type stuff. Mm -hmm. But this also has like the latest specs too. Dolby Vision, 120 hertz, 4K gaming. Yeah. Uh, variable refresh rate, low latency, HDMI 2.1, all that stuff. It's got to have that. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh -huh. You got to have those. Those are a no-brainer. Plus, LG has all those features on its far more affordable TVs, so it would really be dumb for their $100,000 TV if it didn't have it. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm curious about is since it all rolls up in there, how much space is left over for sound? Because I can imagine some pretty decent sound out of a cabinet like that. Mm -hmm. And then the question is, okay, when it's rolled up, it's obviously taking up some space. Do we still have some nice audio equipment? Yeah, hopefully we'll find out soon when it Teaser. rolls into the studio. Rolls in and then rolls out. Mm -hmm. Teaser. Yeah. Will he do? Yeah. Samsung jumps the gun. Has Galaxy Watch 4 and Z Fold 3 make a cameo in a new video? Ooh, the the uh, intentional leak, mm -hmm. which isn't can't really be called a leak unless it wasn't intentional. In a video posted to YouTube this morning, Samsung interviews developers who work on the good lock experience that can be run on top of one UI, the option opens up a lot of customizability that simply not present on the device out of the box. Okay. So inside of this video at the 57 second mark, ooh, forensic video watching, there's a couple of seconds of uh, an appearance of the next watch and the uh, Galaxy Watch 4 and the Galaxy Z Fold 3. Hmm. What do you think of this design? It's... It it's kind of looked like that for a little while yeah. now. I feel uh, like it's... Uh... I like circles. Obviously, this, this watch I'm wearing is not a circle, but I do like circles. All my watches previously were 
uh, circular. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's arguable though from a from a UI perspective because it's hard to make a nice circular interface. At least all the ones I've experimented with. Um, but I don't know what you could do. I, look, if I were to get it, I wouldn't have the the steel bezel. I would get it in black with a right. black band and it would just be blacked out and then it would then i think it would be suitable do you mind the chunkiness if it's chunky yeah i can live i can yeah. live with that i can live with the chunkiness especially if it gives me some better battery life because the battery life on his apple watch is just yeah it's not doing it every for day me. Every it's just not just not doing for me and then and then i was like well let me turn off the always on display or try that and then it didn't i turned it back on and I would love double the battery life of what this thing does. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. Now, more interesting to me, though, is this next Z Fold. Now, that one looks like it's wearing some type of case. And, and you really can't distinguish much no. from this image. No. It's got a tan leather case. And uh, you can kind of see the camera cut out, which does look a little bit different. And the device itself looks like it's black. Mm-hmm. Um, the surface material, like on on the screen section, looks very similar. Yeah, there still seems like a crease. Yeah, here. it's still got that wobbly type of um, kind of surface waviness to uh-huh. it. Yeah, it's definitely not glass smooth. But see, they kept talking about this new hybrid material, so I, I'm curious. To check it out. Plus, I really enjoyed the previous version. So this is exciting. Uh, apparently, Samsung's going to unveil the Fold 3 Watch 4 and other devices on August 11th. So this is an early look, but we don't have to wait too long. Mm-hmm. Tesla 4680 battery cell. LG and Samsung reportedly produce samples as they eye a big contract. That would be a big contract, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Making batteries for Tesla. Tesla buys batteries. Did you know that? Uh they don't make their own? I think uh, Panasonic is their big supplier at the moment. Okay. I don't know if you can uh, validate those claims, but they definitely have a relationship, have had a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, LG and Samsung, they're like, yeah, we can make batteries too. Look at this. 4680 battery cell. We're going to give you five times the energy. We're going to give you a 16% range improvement. And what about a little 6X on the power? Who doesn't want go. that? Who doesn't want that? It's nice that they're working together. The automaker claims have solved some major issues that were preventing the industry from producing larger or bigger cylindrical lithium-ion cells in a new format called 4680. Some people were suggesting, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe some were suggesting that the delay on this particular cell could have caused the cancellation of the extended range plaid plus model Hmm. but i could be wrong about that i just recall hearing something along those lines i am by no means your uh, tesla expert but i am interested and i do have more than one tesla on order currently and i'm not sure i'll ever see any of them so (laughs) (laughs) 2030 i don't know man i haven't heard anything in a while anyway um, four of the world's biggest battery suppliers, Panasonic, LG Energy Solutions, CATL, and Samsung SDI have all announced plans to build 4680 cells for Tesla. Now, a new report from the Korea Herald, a publication based in Korea, 
suggests that both battery manufacturers have completed the first sample cells of Tesla's 4680 battery. So, so this is the kind of thing where there is a, um, what would you call it, like a model. There is a, uh, a platform, and then these this variety of producers can can uh, pr provide a sample of what they're capable of given the specifications provided by the manufacturer. And they can mm -hmm. say, look here, look at how fast or how good we are, how efficiently we can provide this stuff. And then they hope in hopes of getting a contract. And as we just mentioned, this would be an enormous contract. So it would mean big business for the likes of uh, Samsung, LG and Tesla. Sticking with Tesla, here's how Tesla's solar roof fared against a hailstorm with baseball-sized hailstones. What a specific piece of content. Yes. It's so specific. Like, you got, you're got you a Tesla fan, but you also kind of like Mother Nature or are interested in it. You're into weather. Hail, I always find hail to be, well, hail, hail will get everybody's attention when that stuff starts coming. The size of baseballs. Man, wow. that's a little bit terrifying. So what happened here? Uh, how... Um can you guess what happened? Well, I would assume that they would have to take into consideration the potential of such a thing happening. So I'm going to guess that it fares fairly well. So this happened in Texas. Look and, at that. Uh, okay, those aren't all baseballs. Probably some of the biggest ones were baseballs, but some, some of those are looking more like ping pong balls. But it's hail nonetheless. Yeah, he kind of goes through the damage of uh, his home. Without the solar roof, yeah, and uh, some of the sizes. Oh, okay, cool. Wow, hail is so strange. That stuff starts flying. It's from the been. Sky. Uh, it was hailing for thirty minutes straight. Crazy. Um, and he just wanted to film it all and see the uh, outcome of how the solar roof would handle it. Uh huh. And uh, it went surprisingly well. Yeah, it looks like, great. Literally, no hairline. Uh, cuts no dents it looks amazing um i'm so jealous i want that roof because mm -hmm. i got like i got the house going on but i can't get in touch with anybody especially in canada it's been hard enough to get it in the states and it just looks so good and and it's also solar and and, and it's also durable you don't have to replace it ever yeah. it's just and roofs are already expensive that do nothing yeah so he, i mean he said uh it <laughs> Uh, it started charging right after the storm mm -hmm. like immediately everything was operational um i i started looking into the composite the materials of uh the roof apparently it's made out of tempered glass hmm. it's three times stronger than ordinary roof shingles which is quite impressive do you work for tesla right now are you uh, selling you, oh yeah solar roof uh, to everybody I'm getting one done right now. It looks great. Yeah. I mean, good for them. That's fantastic. You don't have to worry about anything. If you can face the hail like that, I mean, what else is going to come exactly. at you? It's a what great else test. do you have to Because Because even if you, like, for example, a steel roof is expensive. Mm -hmm. It's an upgrade over just typical shingles. Mm -hmm. But a steel roof is going to be dented, most likely, at least. I mean, I don't know all the technologies that are out there, but certainly some mainstream steel roof technology is going to, is going to, take some dents probably from baseball size. I'm just, I don't know. Twitter is shutting down fleets. It's expiring tweets feature. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about fleets other than the fact that random people send them to me. Yeah. 
They're kind of like uh, stories that expire 24 hours. So they're stories. Yes, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. But but people can send them to one another. Are people sending me fleets, or are they? No, no, no. Wait a second. Well, you got them, so people are sending them, right? No, no, no. Because I never click on them. It would just say like some random username has mentioned you in their fleets or something along these lines, and I'll never click oh, on so it. So maybe you could tag people. I'm yeah, probably. It just shows up. So everybody who had to have the stories, I'm surprised that Twitter says bye bye. Yeah, that. It didn't do too well, <laughs> eventually. The row of full screen tweets at the top of your Twitter timeline that expire after 24 hours. Starting on August 3rd, users will instead see active spaces. So they go with spaces. They're like, yes. we're going to make our put our bet on spaces and forget about fleets. Oh, wait a second. Wait. The composer for traditional tweets will be updated with more camera editing features from fleets, like text formatting and GIF stickers over photos. Mm -hmm. Twitter's decision to axe fleets is not just an admission that the feature didn't work, but that the company still hasn't figured out how to get people tweeting more. For years, Twitter has struggled to get new users to post regularly and not just consume other people's tweets. Yeah. Fleets was its shot at using Stories, the popular social media format invented by Snapchat and further popularized by Instagram. Yeah. I mean, can, uh, there is a thing with social media ads where they all end up doing everything and, and it can just be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And intimidating to the point where you're like, uh, it can lose sight of the core focus. So, but anyway, uh, it appears they, they've probably done the internal analysis and realized that spaces is a bigger opportunity for them, considering the fact that anyone posting story-like content is probably doing it on Instagram at this point or yeah. Snapchat or Facebook. Facebook has stories too. Yeah. Man, it's a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. Who can watch all these stories? X screen for Xbox Series S. An integrated folding screen for the Xbox Series S that creates a laptop-like gaming experience. I feel like Austin Evans wants to get this one. Yeah. This He's would, a gamer. Well, he would do one of these builds. He could do a video concept. He probably already got one on the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I have tried similar things to this, but not quite like it. Uh, with the... Those cases that used to have a screen built in. Is it, uh, it it's, Gemini? No, yes, but the company is called Games, but Games is spelt wrong. It's With like a Z? No, it's like G-A-E-M-S. Oh. And it would be a whole travel case. This one just clips right into the Xbox and stays pretty small and fits mm -hmm. into a backpack, as you can see here. Now, what are the specs on the screen? By the way, it all folds down almost like a laptop. It's kind of chunky looking laptop, but it all folds down and uh, you can unclip it when it's not in use. And that console, the Series S, is already small to begin with. Yes. So it's kind of probably the right one to do this with. Can we see any specs on there? Uh, Did it tell us the resolution? I guess it doesn't need to be 4K, right? No. Probably 1080, but let's see here. We developed X screen so that we could keep gaming when the big screen at home is not available. Okay, yeah, keep going. <clears throat> it's got USB ports. It's got, wow, they don't tell us the resolution. That seems a little, hmm. It's 1080, right? Uh, I would assume so. Oh, here we go. Okay, we got here. specs. 
Unique patent pending attachment system with integrated power and HDMI connection, so there's no additional cables. That's nice. No need to carry any cables. Mm -hmm. Access to pass-through power and storage expansion slot for the Xbox Series S. 11.6-inch 1080p 60 hertz screen. So, again, with the Series S, you're not using 4K anyway, so not the biggest deal in the world, I guess. Integrated stereo speakers and controls. Laptop form factor. That's kind of an ambitious way of describing it. My first laptop wasn't even that fat. Anyway, lightweight for transport, 695 grams. And the magic price is... Uh, it's in Australian. 259 Australian. So that's like 200 US, maybe a little less. Oh, there it is. 249 USD, 189 British pounds, and 169 euros. Hmm. So it's, uh, I guess it's similar to Canadian dollars, Australian dollars. They're going to be in the same range. Maybe, maybe doing a little better. Oh, there we go. Oh, 242 CA mm -hmm. Canadian. We just did all the conversions for you. Yeah. It's on Kickstarter right now. I don't know if that's an... Oh, it is an early bird price, so it'll probably go up in price at some point here. Yeah, uh, but it's doing well. 119000 raised on an original goal of 12000 22 days to go. 591 people have bought this thing. Austin Evans is one of them. Shout out, Austin. How you doing, man? Who wants to buy a $2,000 Super Mario-themed Wear OS watch? I do. I'll sign up. Ne yeah. Never mind the, the, the Mario 64 $1.5 million uh -huh. cartridge in mint condition. I just need the watch, the $2,000 Android Wear Mario watch. Wow, that is wild. <laughs> Look at that thing. Very well-themed. What do you think about this? I, I want to I throw this back at you. What's going on here? I, uh, I do like the effort put into this. I feel like Mario himself would wear this. Mm -hmm. um, I, it, it's not for me, but mm -hmm. I appreciate that, uh, you know, they did something like this. It's nice. It's, uh, I, I'm sure a fan would love this. You got to buy this and then go, you go, you buy this and then you go straight to Tokyo to go to the Mario theme park. Yeah. You feel like a baller. Mm -hmm. You feel great. Well, actually, uh, this company Tag, they did the connected watch previously on the Android Wear platform and they had this luxury Sapphire mm -hmm. Android Wear device and you could customize it, all kinds of different uh, bands and things like that. I didn't know how successful it was. And how many people wanted to spend two grand on an Android Wear device. And so this is a bit of a, an enhancement, I guess, on that original strategy by bringing in another very popular entity into the fold. So you have Android, you have Tag. Uh, Tag is, a, you know, it's a well-known mm -hmm. watch brand. Yep. And then you get Mario Associates. They're like, they keep piling on the associations until you just can't say no, Well, Yeah. It's got a, a Wear 3100 chipset, 430 milliamp hour battery, sapphire glass covered OLED display, and 580 amp water resistance. So, I don't know. I'd probably just customize my own version of this connected watch. But, mm -hmm. like you said, maybe maybe it becomes a collector's thing. I don't know. It, only 2,000 of those limited edition timepieces will, will be made. So, it'll be hard to get a hold of one even if you want it. 
starting July 15th. You better be a super fan. Yeah. You better hop in there. Smuggler arrested with CPUs strapped to his body. Body, not plural. His <laughs> many multiple. bodies. Yeah. Customs officials. Yeah. Why would... Okay, so the, the, the big question that anybody seeing this would have is why... Would you need to smuggle CPUs? What are you... Oh, you're trying to get around customs. Oh, I see. Okay. That's pretty straightforward. <laughs> you don't want to pay the duties and tariffs and taxes. Yeah. Also, the chip shortage. Oh, okay. Smuggling to uh, China to Hong Kong. And yeah. apparently this guy got booked um, because apparently, you know, you can smuggle these chips and get massive profits. Right, or sell them for more on the other side of the border than right. what you could on yep. your side of the border. Last week, customs officials working at the Hong Kong Shuhai Macau Bridge stopped a truck driver who they thought was looking nervous. Well, that's not a good thing. If you're if you're about to tape all this stuff to your body, you best put the, those nerves away. Uh -huh. With good reason, as a surgeon him, they found the dude was literally strapped with CPUs. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty six. Intel CPUs, a mix of i7, 10700, and i9, 10900Ks. He, he's got yeah. the nice stuff on him, too. Yeah, yeah. Strapped to his torso and legs. On closer inspection, he had 52 CPUs hidden in a compartment between the seats. Wow, wow, Well, wow. another truck. Oh, somebody else. Yeah. Okay, so they've been doing it. Yeah, there's some other stories of uh, people trying to smuggle electronics yeah. into uh, other countries. But yeah, pretty, uh, I mean, I guess it's lucrative enough for people to do it. Yeah, dude. What What would the value be of this, Will? Of all those CPUs? You got... Well, all these CPUs strapped what to was the number? What was the number? Let's just do a rough one on that. 256. And it was a mix of i7, 10, 700. So just, just give us... I the price current price of an i7 10 okay yeah do that do the better one sure let's get a higher price do the 10 900k we gotta do some quick math over here uh, well we'll see how quick well that see that one this one's expensive for sure yeah that's 700 bucks okay so okay. just do 700 times 256 30. he did 730 he picked the canadian price over there anyway it's fine go ahead okay. go ahead go ahead Woo! Ooh, almost 200 G. Yeah. I so think. that's why he's nervous. Yeah, 200 grand worth of CPUs strapped to your thighs. You're, uh, you're a little nervous there. I wonder yeah. what the punishment and penalty is. You think you'll see this guy again or what? Death. <laughs> no. Death. No, come on. This is a couple of CPUs between pals. Yeah. Give him another chance. Yeah. All right, last one. Kraft has officially made mac and cheese ice cream a thing. Oh. <laughs> Woo. If you're willing to try it, here's when you can get your hands on this cheesy, creamy concoction. Yeah, I try to visit their site. Um, I try to order it. And uh oh the site's still up. Wait a okay, second. Yeah. Wait a so second. you can order wait it. Second. Wait a second. Uh, what? Who 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 is Van Lewin? Van Lewin. I think who, who it's with they? the U and W E. Who are these people? Uh it's a company based in Brooklyn. Ice cream. Of store. course, of course. 
and uh, <laughs> they make craft uh, ice cream. I, I think they did some sort of campaign um, of Popeyes ice cream, not the sandwich or chicken uh, company, but uh, the strong guy with the spinach. They made spinach ice cream before, and that was successful. So they tried this one. Craft macaroni and cheese. Nothing makes us happier than this craft macaroni and cheese ice cream. If this reminds you of the ice cream you grew up with, you might be out of your mind. If this reminds you of the comforting bowl of craft macaroni and cheese you grew up with, you're getting warmer. Because did we make this ice cream with that buttery, sweet, iconic cheese? You bet. <laughs> so you can try it out now. Um, or you can buy it. Uh, why the, does it online? seem so wrong? Because like you have cheesecake, cheesecake is a thing. Yeah. They take take a savory element sure. through cheese, yeah. and then somehow they sweeten it. But actually, no, it's not savory because you can make cheese without salt, can't you? Are there there's cheeses without salt? Man, I don't know, Will. I don't know, man. Um, they use the milk. The cheese powder. The actual cheese powder? Yes. Okay. The so, sauce mix. So, so <laughs> sodium is in there. Of so course, it's going to yeah. have some saltiness with the sweet. I don't want it. I don't think I want it. No, it's not your thing. I don't think. I mean, I would definitely try it, obviously, but I'm guessing that after I taste it, I don't want it. I mean, they would have to really throw something together unexpected here for me to want it. I'm just telling you, man. Okay. Well, I, I do like weird things, though. You do, yes. I have gotten you, myself into some weird things. And you take ganders. And I've been known to gander. Yeah. So I don't want to make any commitment to not trying it. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. But I'm not saying I'm trying it either. Okay. I hear you. So I really am saying nothing. I'm on the same boat. <laughs> Aren't you normally on the same, in the uh, same boat? Are you on a boat or in a boat? Uh, both. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I feel like I'm on a boat. Well, you're right. You can also be in a boat. Sure. Depends on the type of boat. Yeah. We'll find out later what's the right term. On the next episode.